0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe. How are you today?
0: I'm good, thanks, Richard. Very good. And the cricket season, it's begun.
1: It has begun. Uh, we had muster day for my younger son, Andy, on Sunday and first training on Monday. And, uh, yeah, it's a time of mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, uh, the excitement of uh, getting out the cricket gear, the warmer weather, the, um, uh, yeah, the, the feel of the leather cricket ball in your hand, um, yeah. the, uh, the, the joy in seeing my son run around at training. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's also the feeling of, well, I've got one more Saturday before suddenly it's Saturday mornings eight forty at the field uh, every week. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my internal dialogue at the moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so for you, the eight forty at the fields mm. that takes a few hours, right? You're usually there. Yeah,
1: that's like a few hours. that's three hours. Um, Yeah, which in some ways is not too bad. Like, uh, you kind of just sit there with a newspaper in a camp chair and find a bit of shade. It's quite peaceful. But um, Mm. yeah, in terms of getting stuck into the garden or going out to the beach or having an adventure on Saturday, it's a little more limited. So
0: yes, um, yes,
1: you know, I'll enjoy what I can
0: what's your position on cricket for yourself like I you, do would you pr- play cricket yourself
1: yeah I've I've played in the past I can I can mm. roll a ball down to Andy um mm. I, I learned how to score last year sort of oh um, which I'm that's not
0: that's next level yeah that's I don't, next level. don't
1: really want to do too much of that but uh,
0: <laughs> and you tried uh, to hold off uh, learning the skill so that you wouldn't have to do it <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're anything like me <laughs> oh a bit
1: of that yeah yeah but um yeah uh, but I enjoy the game but yeah, I'm hoping to get to know some of the cricket families. Like yeah, mm. cricket lends itself well to standing next to someone, watching the game, and having a chat. So hopefully, um, relationships, gospel opportunities might might come out of these some of these uh, yeah family chats. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um,
0: so did so? Here's the question. I'm also wondering: Did Jen? <laughs> And Alex come along or do they just leave you to it they're like off you go you two can do
1: it <laughs> yeah it's it's a bit of an Andy daddy thing to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> your wife is a smart woman
1: <laughs> uh, yeah she she made a clear deal with Andy it's like uh, cricket here's the deal don't expect me to be there if, but otherwise if that's <laughs> all right we'll sign you up so uh, it's all worked out Every, everyone's happy um but, uh, yeah, so cricket season is starting. You, we, our, our podcast listeners may get some op- updates during the season, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> um, now, how, Joe? it was very interesting last week you shared about uh, giving blood, and so myself and all the Homegrown Faith listeners are keen to know how did giving blood go. Can you feel it like <laughs> then?
0: I live to give another day. I had a successful donation oh, experience. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually, um, so the first, I went in and they said, oh, you know, you're back again. Yes, yes. We did the whole history, sat down and the first lady missed the first time Mm -hmm. and she wasn't like the ones last week where she, she put the needle in and she had to look around for the vein to see if she could find it. uh, And that, that didn't bother me, but we definitely didn't find it. And I got pretty hefty bruise. It was, yeah, it was good. Um, But then this next lady came along and she took her time, like her sweet time, to the point where my hand was properly tingling. Like I couldn't, yeah. she said, squeeze the thing. And I nearly said, I think I can't. <laughs> but um, we got the heat pack under my arm to try and dilate the vessels. Mm. And then next minute I've done a whole bag. And so oh. it was really exciting. <laughs>
1: wow. Well done. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it was, I think I was like, okay, not a waste of the Red Cross's resources to mm. have me sitting there now. and. I'll try again in January and see how we go. We're still, like, my head is still on the chopping block. The next time we, we do a double miss, i out. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling flush with success and ready to go again.
1: <laughs> did you get this lady's name, the, the successful? Uh, I did. Janelle
0: and, Janelle and I. Yeah. We've, we've created a bond. We had quite a lot of banter.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I mean, we were sitting there for about 20, 20 <laughs> minutes trying to find the vein. So... Uh, yeah, I'm keen to hunt her down again if she's there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like having a hairdresser. You know, you're not coming in unless Janelle's there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it, that will fly <laughs> <laughs> with the team, but maybe I could make a personal phlebotomy request. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. Well, that's great. And uh, what are you reading in the Bible at the moment, Joe?
0: Uh Well, I've... um. I've headed back after a little break back into the minor prophets, and I'd been putting off Zechariah mm. because uh, Zechariah, Z E C H A um, R I I A H. I think I've been putting it off because it. I'd listened to it earlier in the year and mm. felt it was it had all these strange imagery that I just couldn't grab hold of, and mm. and it's been interesting because as I've kind of sat down to read it properly and try and understand it. That feeling has happened again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially, Zechariah is a post-exilic prophet. So the people, we know that because in the first verse, the eighth month of the second year of it's written in the eighth month of the second year of Darius, and Darius is the king of Persia. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's really really interesting to read a, a book where we know that the people have been allowed to come back to Jerusalem, the remnant, and they've been rebuilding. There's been a pause in the rebuilding, which you can find all about in Ezra, and I dipped back into that for a little while. But Darius is, you know, he's about getting that temple rebuilt because he rediscovers Cyrus's declaration. And so anyway, I think what I would... I'm reflecting on today because a lot of it is actually I just don't understand it. There are horses, there are measuring lines, Mm. there are horns, and Mm. it feels a bit revelation-y and it feels a bit like I need to go do a thematic search for every vision. But Mm. essentially from from the beginning of chapter, from the middle of chapter one in verse eight, it talks about how Zachariah has this vision. But it's actually a series of eight different visions that Mm. go for the next few chapters, and it happens in one evening by the looks of it. So he says, during the night I had a vision, eight different visions. And the one I've been looking at today, um, this morning, was in Chapter 3. And so we've got a priest who is being accused before God by Satan and he's got filthy clothes on, but then he gets fine garments put on him by God and a clean turban. And there's this angel of the Lord here as well, and he charges this high priest Joshua, who's leading the people, no doubt, to be walk in obedience to the Lord and keep the Lord's requirements, and then he, then Joshua will then go and govern the house and the courts of like God's people, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And but then the thing that really stood out to me because it's quite a beautiful picture and it makes me think of Revelation, the fine and bright clothing mm. that, that the saints are wearing, and it, it's a picture of I think cl- being cleansed, and then in this amazing timing situation verse 8 says listen high priest Joshua you and your associates seated before you who are men symbolic of things to come I'm going to bring my servant the branch and I happen to be reading Isaiah 4 with someone Mm -hmm. just today and it's got the same branch imagery um, in it and so it was just perfect timing that both the things I was reading talked about this branch so Isaiah 4 talks about in the day of the Lord, in the in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and that's also in Isaiah eleven. And so we've got this picture of a branch. I think it's Jesus, yeah. and there's this um, hope. And in Isaiah four, there's cleansing that's um, depicted as well. And so I'm getting this picture. I don't have a, a clear understanding of it, but I'm getting a picture of a branch who is Jesus, who is um the servant of God yeah, and that that cleansing is part of this renewed relationship with God after the wrath of God of them being in exile. Yeah. And it's a bit of a hopeful picture, I think, and I'm getting revelation tones of cleansing and horses and all these different things. Yeah. So that's where I'm up to. It's it's a bit vague, but it's what I've got so far. Oh,
1: that's the way to approach Zechariah, I reckon. I, you reckon? I, read, okay. I read Zechariah through with my ministry trainee last year, and yeah, um, right. yeah, which was a wild trip. Um, but uh, I think just, yeah, grasping onto the vibes, the images, mm. the reminders, I think for daily reading, that's a really good way to go. Um, yeah, okay. You know, sure, there's the commentaries and everything, but, yeah, picking up on the vibes of clothing and the branch, and, uh, yeah, that's always been my approach. Um, and the cleansing, yeah. uh, I, but I'm with you. Yeah, it's very positive. As as you were reading that, and I was reminded that Joshua is actually the Hebrew version of the word of the name Jesus. So, mm. uh, of course, yes, yeah, Yeshua, He saves. Um, that, yes, that, that, that's how it works. So um, that makes it even more prominent. I think, yeah, that we're looking mm. forward to, um, yeah, pointing forward to Jesus.
0: Mm. Because I think as well as I've read. I've read this. I felt overwhelmed by just how much I don't understand. Mm. And so it's comforting to hear you say, yeah, you're kind of just trying to grab a hold of little bits here and there that you can. Yeah. <laughs> because it does feel quite elusive to be able to say oh, like to to know that there's lots more out there in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, but not really be able to pull it all together very easily on just one quiet time in the morning. Mm. And so, hmm, anyway, we yeah. persevere.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I look forward to, uh, yeah, if we, if we do choose to read some Zechariah together, I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Richard? What have you been reading?
1: Uh, I've been reading a few things. I think today I'll share about um, a book I'm um, halfway through called Disappearing Church from Cultural Relevance to Gospel Resilience by Mark Sayers. Uh, now i think i came across mark sayers on a podcast he's a pastor in melbourne um he gets called a cultural commentator on the on the back of the book which i think is fair to say and um yeah i think he's a really smart guy who's great at um uh interpreting reading understanding culture um that that's sort of what i picked up on the podcast and i thought oh well have a have a look at some of his books and I borrow this from someone and um yeah, it has been really good. You know how you sometimes you you you're wandering around culture and just go, what on earth is going on here? This mm. the world that we in is <laughs> we're in is so weird,
0: this is so strange. Yeah,
1: um, where is our church fitting? And sometimes you feel like you know, are we as Christians in church just conforming to the culture, or are we rejecting it? Are we? F- uh, it seems to be hostile, but then we do great things like community, and and so. Um, now and again, I think, oh, just I would like to get a few insights in the culture, and so mm. Mark say has been been great for that. Um, I'll share a few little highlights, phrases. Mm. I think um, probably some phrases that have been helpful. Um, I won't try and pretend to unpack the argument, but um, he talks about a third culture that we're this post this post Christian culture is like a third culture. If first culture was completely pagan um, pre-Christian, an island in the Pacific sort of thing. That's the first culture. second culture is Christian culture where uh, somewhere it's been evangelized and there's like established churches and a Christian kind of thing, which is maybe the West um, a few hundred years ago. Uh, And then, but now we're in a post-Christian culture, the third culture. And so that is, is different to the, there's a difference between the first, both the first culture and the third culture are non-Christian, but they're different. Because the th- mm-hmm. post-Christian, the third culture, almost defines itself by rejecting mm-hmm. Christianity, and so the, it's um, changes the way we think about it, evangelize it. That's one phrase. Mm-hmm. The other thing is in this third culture, what people it is people do have a vision of utopia or of the world getting better. They've borrowed that kind of idea from Christianity that there's a a future we're heading for, um, a progressive utopia. Um, but it's without Jesus. He, he's, he uses a phrase that it's about the kingdom without the king.
0: Uh, oh, I like that. It does actually describe what you see people that, that they're optimistic and hopeful, but you think what you've got a picture of something, but what's it in? Yeah. yeah okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and in this kingdom, um, there's still a utopia element, but it's it's the things that are valued are things like individual freedom, self-expression, happiness, self-definition. And anything that is restricting the journey towards that utopia, like traditions or religion or whatever, is um, is an enemy. So mm-hmm. um, is, is getting in the way of that, that journey. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of that's sort of making sense to me as I, I try and look around the culture, see what's going on.
0: Yeah. How do you think, so you were mentioning before about sitting on the sideline with the cricket families mm. and trying to be part of the cricket family. How does reading a book like this affect your evangelism, do you think?
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, that's what I need to think about more, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't trying to um, suggest that you had to, but more just I was right. as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, that changes how I... Talk to yeah, yeah. This someone in particular I'm sharing Jesus with at the moment, I think, because I can see the kingdom without a king thing really mm. strongly.
1: This mm. is why it's good for me to talk to you, Joe, because my tendency is to just read books and just go wrong for the ride and <laughs> uh, <laughs> forget about the practical ap- applications. It, but um, yeah, I think you see this in uh, community. Let me, I'll throw something out there. Like community sport there's a bit of that kingdom of vibe of here is a community. Like local kids' sport is one of the few sort of communities in our mm. culture where people actually do know each other's names and maybe hang out after the game and something like that. Mm. So, um, and then, yeah, there is a vibe sometimes in community sport that here's a, here's a bit of a utopia, a taste of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a completely secular thing, but a lot of those things that we love about Christian community are there hanging out together, names, a common purpose, something like that. Mm, mm. Um, and so uh, probably, yeah, reading the positives of this, these organisations but then seeing in what ways do they f- fall short? Um, yeah, a, a, th- a theology of f- forgiveness or, um, um, yeah, forbearance, patience. Not sure. Mm, anyway, mm. that's a lead. That's a possibility.
0: That's very interesting. Well, looking forward to hearing how cricket goes (laughs) and how the disappearing disappearing church did you say is what it's called? Yes, that's right. Influences that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, fantastic to talk with you, Joe. We are out of time. I look forward to our next catch up.
0: Sounds good. See you, brother.
1: Bye.